Welcome into episode 7 of the Delperdang Sports Report. I am your host, Jack Delperdang, here with you to give you everything I saw from each college football game from this past weekend, conference championship weekend it was. We had the college football playoff reveal their top four um, on Sunday. I think I'm going to get into that next time on the show, um, as well as the New Year's Six Bowl games to follow and the rest of the bowl games that actually start today on Monday. Um, but I'm going to start with the conference championships week weekend for this episode. Um, we'll start on Friday with the Oregon-USC game. Um, Oregon came into this game 3-2. and two. They won their first three, but then lost their uh, last two games um, by a combined seven points. So Mario Cristobal had a good squad. Um, a little bit unlucky this year. And then on the other end, USC, um, three comeback wins this season. They were 5-0, and but they had to win three games against not very good teams. Pac-12 just wasn't very good this year overall. USC was the best team in the regular season. But they had to come from behind three out of their five games um, in the fourth quarter late against Arizona, Arizona State, and uh, the previous weekend against UCLA. Keen Slovis had thrown for seven touchdowns in the fourth quarters of those games. He was kind of a magician just pulling out pulling out the stops to get USC wins, um, but not in this one. And as they had all year, USC started really slow in this game. They got the ball first, started with an interception, then they get the ball back, three and out, then they get the ball back, and they throw another interception. And they set up Oregon really perfectly – um, on two of their first three drives, Oregon got the ball very deep in USC territory, and they cashed both of those in for touchdowns, which uh, Mario Cristobal's squad had done all year. They had the top touchdown conversion rate um, while in the red zone this year in college football. Uh, they, uh, they do a really good job. They bring in Anthony Brown sometimes on the goal line. He's more of a running threat than Tyler Shuck um, at quarterback there for Oregon. Um, he goes three for four, 17 yards and two touchdowns. Oregon didn't really even have to do much offensively in this game. I know they won 31 to 24 and 31 is quite a few points, but I mean, you think about, they started off 14, nothing because USC basically gave them 14 points. USC then throws another interception, uh, in the four, in the third quarter that sets Oregon up for another touchdown. So there's 21 points, and in those possessions, they really only had to go like 80 yards combined. So uh, Keen Slovis's worst game of the year at the worst time. That said, they did have a chance at the end. Um, USC got the ball back with around two minutes left and a chance to go tie the game. And that's what Keen Slovis had done all year is uh, go down and score on those possessions. But Mari Cristobal has better defense than anyone USC had seen this year. And his defense really tightened down and was able to stop Slovis um, and force them into a Hail Mary try from midfield, which was knocked down. Um, so a good win by Oregon. Um, they're now ranked in the latest college football playoff rankings and will be playing Iowa State in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Moving on to Saturday, I'll start with the Big Ten, Ohio State. Took down Northwestern 22-10. to As I said with Keaton Slovis, this was Justin Fields' worst game of the year. 
I mean, I, I realize he wasn't without Chris Olave and some of his other top targets, but 12 of 27, 114 yards, two interceptions, and a fumble. To be frank, I don't even know why Ohio State was throwing the ball that much. When you look at uh, their running game, 44 rushes for 399 yards and two touchdowns. And Trey Sermon, 29 for 331 and two touchdowns. That's 11.4 average. So I don't know why Ohio State uh, wanted to throw the ball so much. I know that's kind of what they had done to Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson all year. But, I mean, if the running game is working, why go away from it? They did. um, But then in the third and fourth quarter, I think they realized that, wow, we're running for like 10 yards of carry against this team. Let's just keep doing it. And it was Trey Sermon over and over and over, and they were moving the ball up and down the field. Um, They pull away and win by 12. Peyton Ramsey on the other end for Northwestern. Two interceptions and a fumble as well. I mean, you're not going to beat Ohio State turning the ball over three times um, if you're an inferior opponent. And Northwestern is clearly inferior to Ohio State. Ohio State is the class of the Big Ten. This is their fifth conference championship in a row um and yeah Ohio State will be in the college football playoff against the Clemson Tigers on January 1st so a good performance by their defense though uh Northwestern was kind of moving the ball uh up and down the field on them but um Ohio State with two interceptions in the red zone did a really good job of making them uh, kick a field goal on another one. Um, they were missing some guys. They were missing Tough Borland, um, a couple corners, and they should have those guys back for the college football playoff against Clemson. Uh, Oklahoma against Iowa State in the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma pulled it out 27-21. to Oklahoma actually got off to a blazing start in this one. They were up 17 to nothing uh, before Iowa State could even blink. Iowa State uh, settled down with a touchdown, but then Oklahoma got another one right before half to make it 24 to seven. Iowa State did come back. Uh, touchdowns in the third and fourth quarter got it to 27-21, and they had the ball late with a chance to go win the Big 12 championship. And they were moving the ball. Oklahoma had a couple penalties, a face mask penalty, and an offsides, um, and another unsportsmanlike penalty. I think they gave him like 35 yards in uh, field position. But then Brock Purdy throws a bad interception. He rolled out to the right, got pressure, just kind of chucked it down the field. It was like second or third down. So I don't know why he did that, but it was picked off, and Oklahoma wins their sixth Big 12 championship in a row. Um, Oklahoma lost a couple games early. They lost to Kansas State and Iowa State in two of their first three. Started off the season one and two. But Lincoln Riley, this is really his first like high school recruit at quarterback. You think about he had uh, Baker Mayfield um, for two years as a transfer. And then he gets Kyler Murray for two years as a transfer. And then last year he has Jalen Hurts and they make the college football playoff. Um, When you have a young quarterback, there's going to be growing pains, and there definitely was with Spencer Rattler early in the season. Didn't use his legs as much um, early in the year, and he was turnover prone. 
had a bad turnover to interception ratio, had a couple of fumbling problems in those games. But in this game, he took care of the ball. He played really well. Uh, 22 of 34 for 272 and a touchdown. Um, his top targets, Marvin Mims and Braden Wills, um, did what they normally do. Mims went over 100 yards, and Braden Wills caught a couple timely balls there in the fourth quarter. Just a heartbreaking loss for Iowa State. Um, first time in the Big 12 championship for them. I'm not sure that they would have made the college football playoff anyways, even with a convincing win in this one, as I think that uh, Texas A&M winning and then Clemson also winning was kind of the end of that. Moving on to that Clemson game, Clemson blows out Notre Dame 34-10 to uh, in the rematch from October uh, where Clemson was without Trevor Lawrence and Skalski, their middle linebacker. Notre Dame won that game in triple overtime, and but this game, uh, Clemson just dominated. I mean, Notre Dame had some chances early. They got the ball first. They got went and kicked a field goal, and then they stopped Clemson, and they got the ball down to the goal line again, basically at the five-yard line, and missed a chip shot field goal. Uh, three plays later, Clemson is in the end zone on an 80-yard pass to Amari Rodgers. And then game over from there. Clemson scored, after Notre Dame's field goal, Clemson scored the next 34 points until a late Notre Dame touchdown made it 34-10. to Loved what I saw from Trevor Lawrence in this one. 25 of 36, 322 yards and a touchdown. Um, and when Trevor Lawrence is in there, you know, when they had, when they had DJ Uyongalele, uh, Travis Etienne was not nearly as efficient as he was in this last game. And I think it's because Trevor Lawrence is more of a running threat uh, than DJ was. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a big guy. He's like 6'6", six, six, um, got big legs, and he can power through broken tackles and uh, get some yards after contact. Travis Etienne goes 10 carries, 124 yards, and a touchdown in this one. Trevor Lawrence adds 14 for 90 on the ground and another touchdown. And on defense, um, Brett Venables had a completely different game plan I saw than the first meeting with Notre Dame. Ian Book in that first game ran wild on Clemson. He was running every third down, it seemed like. He was picking it up with his legs. Not in this one. They really kept him in the pocket, um, sacked him a few times, but... Uh, he ended up with negative 35 rushing yards because of the sacks. He consistently tried to get out of the pocket. Their, uh, Clemson's defensive ends did a really good job of keeping contained. And then also a few times on third down, they employed a spy on Ian Book. Just throws for 219 yards in this one. Kind of a pedestrian day for him. Um, kind of felt like that Notre Dame, even if they lost, that they would still be in the college football playoff, and they are. They're playing Alabama. I did think that if Notre Dame won, that Clemson would have fallen out and A&M would have come in to play Alabama, but Clemson rolls Notre Dame 34-10. to Got those players back from the mid-October upset by Notre Dame in South Bend, and Clemson will play Ohio State in the 2-3 matchup, and Notre Dame will play Alabama in the 1-4 matchup. Speaking of Alabama, they beat Florida in a classic shootout in the SEC championship game, 52-46. to I mean, this one, if you liked offense, offense galore in this one, 
Mac Jones throws for 418 and five touchdowns. I thought early in the season when they lost Jalen Waddle that that would be a big loss for Alabama. And he might be back for the college football playoff. He might not. Um, they're still working on that ankle injury. But my Heisman Trophy winner is Devontae Smith. He's breaking so many records, and Alabama's played in 11 games. Usually they play like 13 or 14, maybe even 15 when they make the national championship. Um, but in 11 games, he's breaking SEC records. And this one goes 15 catches, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Another Heisman candidate is Najee Harris. Uh, they just they really have three, three of the top five in my opinion. Um, Najee Harris goes 31 carries for 178 yards and two touchdowns, adds three receiving touchdowns on five catches. Um, and Florida's defense isn't very good. Todd Grantham's probably going to be fired at the end of the season. But um, Florida's offense was able to keep up for the most part. Kyle Trask goes 26 for 40 for 408 yards and three touchdowns. They add three more touchdowns on the ground. And Florida was able to keep this one close for the most part. Um, got the ball late with about 30 seconds left and no timeouts. A very long shot, but um, had a chance with a touchdown, a miracle touchdown to win the SEC if they make the extra point because they had gone for two the previous possession. Um, but Alabama did jump out to an early start, 7-0. Um, they scored on five of their first six possessions – or five of their six possessions in the first half, really five of five, but Mac Jones threw an interception, and on that interception, Florida fumbled, so Alabama got the ball right back. But, you know, it's 35-17 to 17 at half. Uh Kyle Trask had a one-yard run right before half of the minute nine left to make it an 11-point game, but then Alabama goes right down the field. Mac Jones finds Najee Harris for 17 yards to make it 35-17. Alabama didn't score in the third quarter. Florida gets uh, two touchdowns to make it 35-31, and then we kind of had a back and forth. Najee Harris, one-yard run, then a 20-yard field goal by Alabama, stretched the lead to 14. Florida scored, then Alabama countered right back. Then Florida scored again on a touchdown pass to Kyle Pitts, who will be sitting out their bowl game uh, against Oklahoma. And then they went for two, actually. I believe they did this because Dan Mullen figured if they got the ball back and scored, he didn't want to go to overtime. So he went for two on this one, worked out, got it to six. Um they were able to get the ball back, but with too late of time, and Alabama was able to get a sack um, on the last possession, the last play of the game to win the SEC. This was a classic game um, for the SEC. And then the final game of the night was Cincinnati and Tulsa. Um, Cincinnati pulled out the win. Um, I kind of feel bad for Cincinnati. I feel like the committee did them wrong. Um, all year, just the number nine team in the country. I believe they should be higher. They win this one against Tulsa, ranked opponent 27-24. Really liked what I saw from Desmond Ritter in this one. They kick a late field goal um, to win the game and not give the give the ball back to Zach Smith in that Tulsa offense. But um, Cincinnati will be playing in the New Year Six as they are the highest group of five team. 
but I thought of all the years where there has been a group of five team worthy of making the college football playoff, this was the year to do it. You know, Notre Dame got embarrassed on the biggest stage um, in the ACC championship game. Texas A&M didn't even win their division, and Iowa State ahead of them lost. And Cincinnati ran the table. They were convincing in most of their wins, um, but they do not make the college football playoff. They will be playing in the New Year's Six, though, which, as we've seen, is the cap for the, the group of five teams. They will not make the college football playoff unless college football goes to an eight-man playoff where the group of five is guaranteed a spot, basically. Um, so, yeah, there is my conference championship recaps from this past weekend. Um, hope you all are doing well, staying safe. Um, that's going to do it for Episode 7. See you back next time, next week, with Episode 8, previewing the New Year's Six Bowl games uh, to come.